Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's episode is for a listener named Hava, who listens each week as part of her study of American literature. She writes, I am repeatedly frustrated with female protagonists on the grounds that their femininity is portrayed as their weakness. Any break from that narrative is exciting, and it sounds like I can find it in Evangeline. Yes, Hava, you can. Longfellow admired the strength of women without seeing it as somehow separate from or opposed to their femininity. We see this in Evangeline, both the poem and the character, as well as in Priscilla of The Courtship of Miles Standish and Edith in John Endicott whom you'll meet in future episodes. So let's return to Evangeline, A Tale of Acadi. The catastrophe of part the first, remember Evangeline is divided into two parts, the first part telling of the burning of Grand Pre by British soldiers and the carrying away of its inhabitants by ship to exile, the second part telling of Evangeline's search for her beloved Gabriel throughout what will become the United States. The catastrophe of part the first, in which all the men of Grand Pre are gathered in the village church and then held there within locked and guarded doors as they learn their fate, takes place on the day Evangeline and Gabriel are to be married. As evening approaches, the table set within her father's farmhouse for the reception which was to follow the wedding remain without guests. We might expect to find Evangeline in tears. She is, after all, only seventeen. But Longfellow has a different view, a stronger view of womanhood, even at so young an age. And instead, we read that, all forgetful of self, Evangeline wandered into the village, cheering with looks and words the mournful hearts of the women. Four days the men remained locked in the church, while the women of the village carried to the seashore where the ships are waiting all the household goods they'll be allowed to take with them. On the evening of the fifth day, the men are released to make their way to the beach where the women and children await them. Let's pick up the story there. From Evangeline, A Tale of Acadie, by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Halfway down to the shore, Evangeline waited in silence, not overcome with grief, but strong in the hour of affliction. Calmly and sadly she waited until the procession approached her, and she beheld the face of Gabriel pale with emotion. Tears then filled her eyes, and, eagerly running to meet him, clasped she his hands and laid her head on his shoulder and whispered, Gabriel, be of good cheer, for if we love one another, nothing in truth can harm us, whatever mischances may happen. Smilingly she spake these words, then suddenly paused, for her father saw she slowly advancing. Alas, how changed was his aspect! Gone was the glow from his cheek and the fire from his eye, and his footstep heavier seemed with the weight of the heavy heart in his bosom. But with a smile and a sigh, she clasped his neck and embraced him, 
speaking words of endearment where words of comfort availed not. Thus to the Gasparo's mouth moved on that mournful procession. Not overcome with grief, but strong in the hour of affliction. This, I tell my students, is our goal in life, to be strong in the hour of affliction. And so Evangeline is a role model, and not just for half the class, but for all. She is certainly a role model for me. Through her, I learn what it means to be strong. It isn't something that can be found in comic books. It isn't something physical, and it isn't something that requires the manly suppression of emotion. Loving emotion is necessary, actually. It's the basis from which true strength arises. The greatest strength Evangeline shows in this hour of affliction is in her smile, which surely doesn't come of its own accord, but is summoned by Evangeline from the depths of love, but is no less real for that. Strength isn't all that Evangeline shows in this passage. She gives us wisdom as well. When she sees her father, now a broken old man, she embraces him and speaks to him words of endearment where words of comfort availed not. This is a lesson I've struggled to learn and put to use all my life, perhaps because I'm a boy. How many times in the presence of grief have I been silent because I didn't know what to say? What can I say that will make things better? Well, often, nothing. But things made better isn't what a friend or loved one needs. They only need to know they have a friend, have a loved one. They need words of endearment. This is such a beautiful passage, one of the most beautiful in literature. Let's listen again. From Evangeline, A Tale of Acadie, by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Halfway down to the shore, Evangeline waited in silence, not overcome with grief, but strong in the hour of affliction. Calmly and sadly she waited until the procession approached her, and she beheld the face of Gabriel pale with emotion. Tears then filled her eyes, and... Eagerly running to meet him, clasped she his hands and laid her head on his shoulder and whispered, Gabriel, be of good cheer, for if we love one another, nothing in truth can harm us, whatever mischances may happen. Smiling, she spake these words, then suddenly paused, for her father saw she slowly advancing. Alas, how changed was his aspect! Gone was the glow from his cheek, and the fire from his eye, and his footstep heavier seemed with the weight of the heavy heart in his bosom. But with a smile and a sigh, she clasped his neck and embraced him, speaking words of endearment where words of comfort availed not. Thus to the Gasparo's mouth moved on that mournful procession. Gabriel, be of good cheer. For if we love one another, nothing in truth can harm us, whatever mischances may happen. These are lines I return to with my students once we can see the poem whole. They are the words that must be spoken at the time Evangeline speaks them, but are they true? 
My students have always been divided on this question, not only disagreeing with one another, but not sure what they think individually. In a future episode, I'll turn to the poem's end, but not until you've all had a chance to read it for yourselves, and no skipping ahead. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Fireside Poems. For more of Evangeline, A Tale of Acadie, you can visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you can find two earlier episodes devoted to it, as well as a link to Longfellow, Poems and Other Writings, published by the Library of America, which has the complete poem, as well as many of the other poems by Longfellow I'm sharing. You'll also find my email address. I'd love for you to write me, as Hava did, to tell me a bit about who you are and what you like. And as always, if you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the fireside.